welcome to Tough to Nail Down with Ashley and Jeffrey, the podcast where we do whatever the fuck we feel like. Uh, I'm your first host, Ashley Chuff, and I'm here with your other first host, Jeffrey Mara. That's me. I'm here. Uh, so it is currently 2.35 a.m. And Jeffrey and I just went to a nighttime premiere showing of... X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, we saw it, that new movie that, that people are talking about. That stars all of about. our friends. Yeah, all those people. <sighs> so, um, where to begin? Yeah, this movie was nutty in all kinds of crazy ways. You have one specific word to describe it. Fucking wild. It was wild. It was. There's, uh, <laughs> like, what should we start with? Should we start with the bad um, and then we'll talk about what we liked about it later, or? Yeah, okay, well, yeah, like, first of all, like, it was silly. It was definitely very silly. But I was expecting that, so I wasn't upset. Like, yeah. I wasn't upset that it was, that it was kind of, yeah, silly. It That's, was definitely, like, the best word I can mm-hmm. think of. There were a lot of, like, weird, I don't know, just moments that didn't really have, like, the gravitas of the previous yeah exactly movies. but like I, it was fun like it i had fun yeah. watching it most of the time there are a few moments that upset mm. me but for the most of most of for the most part yeah i enjoyed my experience watching it although we have to just the dialogue is so bad the dialogue is so bad story there are, not so bad dialogue horrendous there are a lot of lines that we just sat there and we laughed, like, laughed yeah out loud um Jean Grey, she's really good, played by uh, Sophie Turner. Excellent from, work by Sophie Turner and from Game of Thrones, but she is given some of the worst lines in and Magneto the too. And oh, <laughs> Fastbender was doing his oh Fastbender his was level best so to make hard. these lines like okay. Oh, he did an amazing yeah. job with just the most trash dialogue mm-hmm. I've seen in a um, long while. If you want to get into the the specific Magneto storyline that was Yeah, why don't we just dive into it cuz this was some this was one of the few things about this movie that genuinely upset me. That wasn't just like, oh, this is dumb, but in a way that's like funny or or like entertaining. It was truly upsetting mm-hmm. because Truly bad. When we beat Eric again, Magneto, he has literally moved to Poland, gotten married and had a child and he is Going to a job where he pushes pieces of metal yeah. into each other and they make sparks. Yep, he's working in some sort of factory where and metal is And he doesn't there. use his powers, he just lives mm. a quiet life as a working man he in has, Poland with a family. With friends, too. Like, there's mention of one character. Milos. Yeah, Milos, you came to my house for dinner. <laughs> he not, doesn't have an that's accent. Polish, not Russian. He's, he speaks in Polish. It was insane yeah. to see this, like... Just to start, I mean, we know this isn't gonna. We know something's gonna happen. We know he's not gonna. Oh live yeah! The, like the, as soon as I saw that he had a daughter and a wife, he's I was like, singing oh. Singing songs to his daughter, who's a mutant and can like control animals. I guess. Yeah, she hangs out with a bunch of deer. Um, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Whose idea was that? This? Was that was completely nonsensical. The fact that like he just he's the most mo- wanted man in the world for all kinds of crazy shit that he did in the last movie, and then instead of like you know working to be Magneto, he's just like, nope, I, I give up, I'm just gonna go be one of these. See, yeah, I was telling Jeffrey earlier, like, I buy that Magneto would maybe want to, like, go incognito for a little while, mm-hmm. or, like, hide out somewhere, because, um, you know, after, 
what happens in the movie, like, or in Days of Future Past, you know, like, it's understandable that he would want to take some time away. Um, I don't fucking buy that he spent the last 10 years living a quiet, humble life in Poland with a wife and daughter. I don't buy that for one second. Yeah, that was a weird, weird turn. And then how it ends is basically the police come to his house because he uses his powers to save someone at the factory. And then the police come to his house and, like, just, I I assume they went into his daughter's room and took his daughter and then waited for him with his daughter in the woods because... Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, anyway, and... someone ends up accidentally shooting an arrow that goes through both his daughter and his wife both at the their same hearts. time. Yeah. And they die together from the instantaneously and then magneto yells my favorite line don't yell too loud i'm not gonna yell because yeah i'm not gonna be too loud but he yells is this what you want from me is this who you want me to be is this who you want me to be while looking right up into the sky we see it from above while he's holding his dead wife and daughter that we literally have seen for five minutes of screen time. Not my babies. Not my babies. Not my babies. Yeah, that entire what? thing. I guess they needed a reason. And then, like, in, right after that happens, he goes to back to uh, Auschwitz and blows the entire well, Auschwitz up. Yeah. Because, okay, well, let's talk about Apocalypse. Yes, he's the main man. Um... I really don't feel there was a way to do Apocalypse without it being kind of overwrought. Yeah, and a little bit cheesy. He's... Yeah, so that's why, okay, one, this movie's set in the 80s, mm-hmm. and two, Apocalypse, that's a huge reason why I wasn't really upset that it was kind of silly, is that, like, it's in the 80s and it's Apocalypse, like, of course it's gonna be, like, you know, dramatic and, like, silly, like, on some level. So, and I think that they knew that making yeah, this movie, like they exactly. knew it was, they, I don't think they were trying to make it serious. That's another thing is that I think there, it wasn't silly because they were taking it so seriously, you know? Right. Cause I think the, in uh, the, the last thing. stand, a lot of the stuff that bugged me was that they were trying to make you take things seriously that were fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And this one, they're just like, no, we're having fun and fucking shit up. Yeah. The only thing that I felt like they wanted us to take super seriously was, was, Magneto, was yeah. the Magneto thing. And that was so horrible. So in the wrong direction, they should have not gone there at all. Yeah. That was, um, that was truly, truly upsettingly bad. Um, the one part of this movie that just I genuinely like resented and was really mad that they did. I think. Yeah. I uh, mean, like the dialogue is bad in the entire. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, okay. So Back apocalypse. To apocalypse. Yeah, played by Oscar Isaac. Probably could have been played by most people because yeah. basically he just yells about how he's a god for the entire movie and doesn't. I he does not have a character arc whatsoever. He's just there to be mean. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's not really a character so much as just, like, a broad entity for them to fight. I mean, how much of a personality can you really have if you are all-powerful yeah. in that in that respect, you know? Like, God doesn't really have a personality. Right. Know? But also, I feel like Oscar Isaac was a waste of a casting. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah. he did a great job. But, yeah, he did but, good yeah, enough. It, yeah. it wasn't a role that required a whole no, lot. No, not at all. He... Um, and parts of it were silly. Like, he, like, learns everything about the state because he's like okay so he's been asleep oh, yeah. for like he's been asleep like, or unconscious for like centuries i think yeah is, for is like the two thousand years i think because it was and, ancient Egypt, okay so. yeah yeah for a really but then they like imply that he's been around like since then i don't know yeah anyway he's been unconscious for 
probably thousands of years, mm-hmm. at least centuries. Um, and he learns everything about the history that he missed, and he learns how to speak English by putting his hand on a TV. Yeah, and then saying, weapons. <laughs> Powers. Superpowers. <laughs> and then he can suddenly speak English. It was... Yeah, that was, was another strange. another bit of weirdness. Um, and, okay, so the the whole conceit is that he, like, oh, uh, Apocalypse always has four horsemen, or, mm-hmm. like, you know, his four uh, main followers that he makes more powerful because yeah. he has that ability, I guess, to, like, enhance other people's powers. Um, so, in this case, that Storm is the first one. Because that's literally the first person who he talks to. Yeah, because she's, she's in Cairo, I think. Is yeah. Cairo, right? Yeah. yeah, she's in Cairo, which is where he kind of, like, wakes up mm-hmm. and he sees her. And that's, yeah, it's the first mutant he sees. Um, and she doesn't know any other mutants, so, like, oh, she in, she trusts him immediately, yeah, even instantly. though he's, like, a bad guy. It because, made sense for her character, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, she's never seen anyone else like her before, so it made sense. Um he touches her and turns her hair white and makes yeah, her more powerful. That was funny. Which was weird, because no one else's hair turned colors when he did that I know, to I was him. hoping that... But well, eventually, uh... Sure, why not? Angel got a mohawk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two mohawks. That was weird. Um, yeah. There, yeah, so... There was she, a lot of hair stuff in yeah, this there, movie. <laughs> I mean, it was the 80s. The hair was nuts. <laughs> um, okay, so then, first you get Storm. Psylocke is the second, right? Yes, he yeah, goes. Okay. Psylocke, I think, is also in Cairo or wherever Caliban is. Caliban is. Yeah, like, I don't think it's Cairo. I think it's. Is it Germany? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he goes to Germany because, like, this is these. It's like a. I don't know, some sort of place. Mystique goes there yeah. to, like, buy passage for mutants that she's, like, off rescuing. She's off doing her own thing, like, rescuing, finding and rescuing mutants yeah. around the world. Who she rescues Nightcrawler first. That's yeah, how we kind of yeah. see her doing her thing. That's um, what's going on in the X Men yeah. side, kind of. So. Psylocke kind of works with this organization, I guess, that, yeah. like, knows all the mutants. They keep track of all the mutants, and mm-hmm. so um, that's why Apocalypse goes there, because he knows they know where everyone is. Yes. And Because, he... is that Caliban's power? I don't know. I think he that's said, Caliban. Didn't he say he had psychics yeah, he is. working for him? I forgot. I'll have to it's look up tiny. his power. We don't need to waste yeah. time on this. We've I like that like... guy, though. He was great. Sorry. <laughs> we have a limited amount of time to talk. Yes. Um, okay. So, Psylocke joins... Storm and Apocalypse, and he makes her more powerful. By the way, Olivia Munn was so bad, and yeah. I feel bad that I was glad that she sucked. I know, but she but did I not really do anything. I at don't all. like Olivia Munn, so I didn't want her to be good just selfishly because then I would have to admit that Olivia Munn was good. Yeah, and I like Psylocke a lot, so I was mad that someone I didn't like got cast as yeah. Psylocke. Um, well, so good it was thing slightly. But she did walk off at the end, so hopefully we'll see her yeah, again. Yeah, maybe she'll be back as an she evil person. Will. I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I don't care about her. Um, and then, okay, then they go find Angel. Yes. A completely different Angel from the one in The Last Stand. Like, just yeah. same name, same powers, but just obviously but he 100% likes, different character. He likes metal and listens to, and uh, wears a leather jacket. He like, yeah, he has likes a cool to mullet. fight and... He's, it's the one of the most 80s scenes in the movie whenever Apocalypse goes to recruit him and he's just, like, drinking vodka yeah. in the rafters of a building because <laughs> his wing got broken. Yeah, so then he uh, Apocalypse basically turns him into Archangel. Like, they don't say that, but that's yeah. essentially what's going on. And Magneto is their fourth. Yeah, Magneto's the fourth of the horsemen. 
Yeah, they go find him right after, you know, all this shit happens, and he's freaking out, and he decides that now he's going to go kill everyone, because yep. that's what God wants from him. Yeah, he wants him to kill everybody and learn for the first time that there's metal in the earth. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, so Apocalypse uh, kind of enhances Magneto's powers and helps him to, like, harness the like traces of metal in the earth see ashley thinks that no that's absolutely uh, what happened he is the fourth horseman that's what he does to everyone he enhances their powers i think that he just taught magneto for the first time in magneto's life magneto had no idea that there was metal inside the earth sensed it if he could he in for the first time he finally realized like oh wait there's metal and things that aren't steel girders you just think this is funny (laughs) but you're wrong (laughs) anyway um so that's what's happening magneto can suddenly just pull metal out of the earth and just do crazy shit and like everything is just destruction everywhere oh there's an airplane yeah plane break taking a plane break we're recording outside yeah we are it's a nice night here in sunny pittsburgh um okay Okay, yeah, so that's the four horsemen. We got that covered. So Apocalypse basically has almost every power, except he cannot read or control minds. Yes. So he sets his sight on Xavier so that he can... And that's kind of like the main plot Yeah, so he captures Xavier and he wants to basically like take over his body because Apocalypse carries over all of his powers because he transfers bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, He carries all of his powers from before and then gains the powers of whoever's body he jumps into. So basically he gets Xavier, wants to um, get up in there and use his mind powers and then he will truly be like omnipotent in every sense. So um, car break. He, uh, yeah, so that's how, oh, that's how Xavier loses his hair. Yeah. Um, he's like, obviously the transference doesn't complete, but, uh, it almost does. And, and while that's going on, his hair's falling out. Yeah, and his, he's it screaming. just, like, takes his hair away. Yep. I don't know. Apocalypse did weird things to people's hair. In this yeah. Movie. That was a weird thing. That's his power. Um, yeah. What if that so... was his first power? Like, <laughs> He could do that and transfer minds, and then he picked up the other ones. He was like, I can mess with people's hair, and I guess I can transfer my mind. (laughs) So, okay, let's... I mean, Should we start what, talking about the yeah, actual talk, X-Men? The teens? Yeah, let's talk about the good stuff in this movie, which was these kids were great. I love the teen X-Men. And again, terrible dialogue, but they all did as mm-hmm. well as they possibly could with it. Sophie Turner got really got, like, really got some shit to deal with. Um, she did. She was excellent. Um, I loved her. Like, yeah. and I hate Jean Grey. Like, historically, I'm on record as hating the character of Jean Grey unless she is in Dark Phoenix mode. Yeah. Uh, but I really liked this Jean Grey and, like, in the end, um, oh my god, we should have given like a spoiler warning oh, at yeah, the beginning of this. We'll... this is, yeah, we're spoiling everything. Yeah. Um, at the end, Jean Grey is really the one who saves the day. Like, Xavier's getting like, you know, he's not gonna win. Yeah, and then... He ends up in like, you know, one of those like psychic battles, which I love, okay? I yeah. love when movies do that, when they show psychic battles by like, visions of them actually fighting mm-hmm. each other. And So they're doing one of those things, Apocalypse. And, and not Xavier. only is it a psychic battle, but Apocalypse is big in the psychic battle. Mm-hmm. He's not normal-sized Apocalypse. He's big Apocalypse. Well, and he's, that... like, beating the shit yeah, out of... because he's big. ...out of Xavier, because it's... They're battling in Apocalypse's mind, and mm-hmm. Xavier thinks maybe I'm powerful enough to take him on. Nope. He can't do it. So he calls Jean to help, because Jean is... is, like, 
the most powerful. Yeah, she was like, established yeah, early in the movie that she's the most powerful psychic. And I mean, in the seen. other movies, the, yeah. the original trilogy too. So, um, she takes him on and just a phoenix and is like, up. There's a slight hint of the phoenix where she has like a nightmare and mentions that like there's yeah. something inside of me. And yeah, she goes full on Phoenix, and it was like not like the Last Stand, like real no, Phoenix. It was like, you, like comics Phoenix. Yeah, it looked really cool. I love all of these movies, and I mean, even the ones that suck, like I love them on some level, and have had so many emotional reactions to many moments yeah. in them. This is not one of my favorite movies uh, in the franchise, but that moment, I had a bigger emotional reaction to that than anything in any of these movies. I jumped up in my chair and was like squealing and on the verge of tears. Like, it was perfect. Yeah, it worked really well. She was, she, it looked awesome, too. Yes, like, it was the, comics, Phoenix. The flames shooting out in, in the shape of the Phoenix, and, like, it was really, it looked exactly how it should have. Yeah. It was done great. It was good. Um, that was my favorite, my favorite part of the yeah. movie. Um, also, Mystique was, had an excellent, like, I've been writing about all of these movies on superglues.com, and... I've read it. I have noticed in like because i rewatched all of them recently and and wrote about them and i noticed that mystique has maybe the best overall arc yeah. throughout the franchise of any character and thankfully it did continue well in mm -hmm. this one where after the events of days of future past she's now sort of viewed as like a hero and you know it's kind of an accident she never meant to like be a hero but she has this reputation yes. as a legend and so all of these kids are looking up to her and she kind of like does she's step on, into like the she's, role she's actually on a poster in cairo that yeah storm has in her like little compound where she has orphans and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. she everyone like knows her and, and like storm she's a says hero. that's she's my an hero icon yeah mm -hmm. um so she you know xavier's taken from these kids and they need a leader and they all look up to her and she yeah she steps, she steps into in. it she and, you know, you can tell she doesn't want to, but she takes responsibility and she takes care of them. And, and, it, and she does. It's great. She does great. Yeah. And, so, and in the end, she's, I think, officially part of the X-Men. Yes. She's, like, training them in the danger room. Danger yeah. room! Yeah, they makes do an the danger appearance. room. Yep. Um, I missed danger room. We haven't seen that since X3, I don't think. Yeah, so the rounding. Yeah. Uh, to round out the team of kids, uh, we have Ty Sheridan as Cyclops. Did a fine job. Yeah, he was, he was fine. I, I will never like Cyclops as a character, yeah. but like as but, a kid, like he's like tortured yeah. and like whenever yeah, he's a, you feel for whenever him. he's a twenty five year old douchebag who thinks he knows everything. Yeah, I mean, I could see this guy turning into that guy. Yeah, yeah. But but at this point, like I'm like, oh, this kid doesn't know what he's doing yet, yeah. or doesn't even think he knows what he's doing. Um, Nightcrawler, Kurt as a kid yeah. loved it. I think his name is Cody Smith McPhee. Whoever he is, he did an excellent yeah, job. Yeah, he was he was like the comic relief in a lot of scenes, but also <laughs> he was, was really adorable. good. Yeah, he was I wanted great. to adopt him. Yeah, so bad. He I had kind of he had kind of like a cure blue emo swoop type <laughs> thing going on because because <laughs> it was the eighties. Yeah, and like yeah, he definitely dressed like a goth, which was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. So those were like the main kids that we saw. Yeah. Jubilee was kind of in there. Yeah, but she didn't use her powers at yeah, all. Yeah, we didn't, didn't get to see yeah, that. Yeah, that was at a all. bummer. Um. I think that's it for well, the kids. Right? Yeah, and then more like Quicksilver. Yeah, makes well, yeah, we got Quicksilver is a thing unto himself. Yes. Um, all of his scenes felt like they the they saw how much people loved his thing in Days of Future Past, and they just yeah. had him redo it, but like bigger, longer, stakes. and bigger. But you know what? I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was done really well again too. 
And there were like, like two of those sequences where like time slows, you see time in his time and you yeah. watch him like do some crazy shit. Um The first one like the big one is awesome it's so yeah. long and so crazy mm-hmm. but um we, we're spoiling it so like the x-mansion is exploding and yeah and he's like going through and removing each yeah, person like all he's house. doing is saving people which is awesome yeah um yeah he was great and and also like even outside of those sequences he was really funny yeah and he like got some of the best dialogue i think, I think so too because they had good jokes that was the mm-hmm. weird thing all of their dramatic and like normal dialogue sucked but there were a few good jokes yeah the funny stuff was good like yeah, I, like kurt's lines were yeah, good I laughed, silver's lines were good um the tree scene was really funny whenever cyclops cuts a tree in half yeah. and then like um professor xavier talks about like how that was his favorite tree and it's yeah they really done completely for laughs and the goal of this movie was really like they all just wanted to have fun mm-hmm. with it because like yeah it's like fun and cheesy like all the weaknesses are things that happen when you're having too much fun and not yes. caring too much about the dramatic details um which i think yeah that carries through because i had fun watching it like i definitely all did these too. terrible reviews like i get it i absolutely get the criticisms yeah. but it was just let go and let yourself enjoy this yeah. dumb movie hey hey mr stick up your butt ebert roper or whatever your name <laughs> is hey you just gotta have some fun buddy <laughs> sit back put your feet up on the seat in front of you and just enjoy it baby you're gonna have a good time <laughs> it was fun it was fun. Um, okay, what else did we uh, want to talk about? Any other characters? I guess Beast I was there. We, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hank McCoy, yeah. he's, like, older now. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the fact that this is literally, like, 15 to 20 years. 15 at the at the least. Probably yeah. closer to 20 years since the events of First Class. And everyone is supposed to be, like, 20 years older, but they're yep. obviously not. Um, and it, they did a really bad job of making everyone look older, but it was really funny. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm going to completely derail the podcast to talk about Wolverine because they completely derailed oh. the movie to throw Wolverine in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they basically just take a pointless side trip to yeah. Alkali Lake. Like, everybody, like, basically, Apocalypse appears, blow, the mansion blows up, and then whenever everybody's, like, getting back from the mansion being blown up, Stryker shows up and abducts four of the main characters and takes them to alkali lake and then for no point nothing happens yeah, to them there the kids happens. come and save them and it's literally only there so that we can shoehorn wolverine into yep. a movie that doesn't fucking he need completely him completely was shoehorned in he doesn't have any lines because it's feral wolverine and yeah they've like destroyed his consciousness yeah, in some way he's so he's, he's just, full-on weapon x like the original appearance he's got the metal on his bones because he didn't mm-hmm. have to, as of the end of days and like past. the way he looks is like a realistic depiction of the feral wolverine it was so silly though he's wearing yeah. these like cut off jeans shorts yeah. and he's got some like weird headband on well the one that they had in the comics was like three times the size it's still and, dumb yeah. looking like they could have made it look less stupid yeah. and and i think part also partly i was just so mad that wolverine was there because i'm they, so tired that of they wolverine. completely derailed the movie was yeah, the just thing to that really shoehorn him in yeah. i feel like they wrote a like a script and then the producers or the studio were like we want wolverine yeah. in there so, I don't know. It just, it it sucked. Um, I didn't like it. And he basically, he just, like, goes berserk and, like, kills a bunch of people. And then Gene, in what makes everything suddenly oh, yeah. very creepy and strange. Because, you know, if you've seen these movies, you know that Logan and Gene have the weirdest 
Yeah, it's like, not even like Gene's not really even that into him. Logan no, just Logan's thinks just he's obsessed. in love. Yeah. He thinks he's in love with Gene, even though they they literally know each, they've interacted with each other for like I did I did the math. It's like they worked together for like a couple of weeks in the first movie. They then were he, not together during the time in between. Yeah, they saw each other a little bit in the second movie, but always with other people around and yeah. like on a mission. They were not together in between the second and third movie. In the third movie, they're together for like ten minutes. Yep. Before he ends up killing her. He spends more time with Jean Grey's ghost in the Wolverine than he probably does <laughs> with her in the entire series. Yeah. He's not in love with her. He's yeah. creepily obsessed with her in yeah. a way that's very uncomfortable. And, and when they find him oh. in this movie, Jean understands that he's in distress, so she wants to like help him. You know, she's like the most powerful telepath ever. So yeah. she basically like, you know, touches his his face and like calms him and basically like gives him back an old yeah. it's not really clear i think she says she like gives him back an old memory Something to basically like restore his personality and he just like runs off because and like, one of the funniest scenes ever <laughs> he just starts he just runs off into the woods he just runs off it scampers the away yeah. <laughs> um but that was really creepy and yeah. weird because <clears throat> when we we know the sexual fascination that he has with her and so and not- here she is as a teenager and she's that close i mean uh, she didn't do anything wrong but like you're just like in the context of what we've seen, seen already. what is happening, yeah. this is uncomfortable. It also he, like, makes things retroactively uncomfortable now mm-hmm. that he's met her as a teenager. Now he knows who she is as a it's teenager. It's a different continuity, yeah. but, but like, still. I hope to God that they don't like bring it back. Like, if we get into yeah. the future again, like the new future, which I don't think they will get into yeah, in the movies, know. but if they do, and there's like, and Logan shows any trace of like being into Gene, I will flip my shit. Yeah. She It'll was a teenager when you met her. Yeah, when she put her hands tenderly on your face. Oh, buddy. Yep. Um, Moira McTaggart makes oh, an appearance yeah, again. She comes She's back. there. She's there again. She was gone for a movie, and that's in kind of uh, has in like one of the moves that is close to um, that is close to comic books. Xavier, whenever he's just like. Oh, I don't think you should know this, so I'm yeah. gonna erase your mind. Because comic books Xavier is the kind of person who just manipulates people yeah. at every oh, yeah. all the time. Oh. Um Wait, did you wait, um, I don't wanna Yeah, and like point. he um. basically meets Moira McTaggart again. She doesn't remember him, but he's in love with her the entire time. Yeah, another case of creepily being sexually yeah. obsessed with someone. You don't actually know that well. Yep. Again. A little more excusable. Yeah, because they did have a romance at one point. He just blocked it out of her mind. Yeah, he gives her her memories back, but nothing really comes of it. They don't, like, hook up or anything. Because they don't really show anything. Yeah. There's not, like, a big epilogue or anything. Yeah. Um, Okay, I did want to say another thing, because I was thinking about... I thought that this version of Xavier, there were a few glimpses of comic books, douchebag Xavier... When he, um, Gina is having a nightmare and he goes into her room and then creepily like sits himself on her bed to talk to her. <laughs> I was like, oh, now we're seeing actual comics first class Xavier who was like creepily into Gene in a way that it was like, oh yeah, really uncomfortable. Yeah, I bet they just talked. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't in the movie. He, he wasn't into yeah. her, but it was still like weird. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that are in context, I think, whenever you have the context of that xavier yeah it feels weirder because i think but it is weird that she's like a like they imply that she's like late teens yeah i think she's point. probably 17 18 and he like 
shifts himself out of his wheelchair, which is right next to her bed. He was close enough yeah. to be there, and he, for some reason, just has to sit on her bed next to her. Okay, buddy. I know he he was just doing it to like connect with to her, but make uh, her. It made me feel not blow the entire school up even though the school blows up anyway whatever but then they put it back together magneto yeah. and gene work together yep um also that was a weird look that magneto gave gene for a second there did you catch that no. they're like rebuilding the school together like just holding their hands up into the air as the school comes together and he kind of gave her he like looked at her for a while and i think he's probably just like admiring her power but it still yeah. felt a little weird to me Oh well, I think I think this version of Magneto, besides having a weird wife, I think he's a he's a good guy. Yeah, like, he that's is, the one thing. He is a good. He he keeps slipping into bad guy territory, mm-hmm. but they pull him out. Yes, and that's a theme that keeps happening. Yeah. in these movies. And by the end, he's basically just buddy buddy with everybody again. Yeah, I mean, fine. he goes off to do his own thing still. And, yeah, he's and probably he... gonna get married again, <laughs> have another kid, no, God, have no. her get killed. Oh, um, okay, we're running out of time, but let's, for, like, a couple seconds, talk about the Quicksilver-Magneto thing. Oh, yeah. That's it made, it, it's, like, hinted at in Days of Future Past. Yes. Now it's made explicit. Apparently just fucking drop that reveal right in the trailer. They did Why drop don't it in you? the trailer. <laughs> um, yeah, which is fine, because I knew it. Yeah, and, yeah, that's my thing. At first I was like, wow, I can't believe they do that, but then I realized anyone who actually cares about the X-Men, like, already knows this, yeah. so it's a big deal. Um, but, yeah, I guess... Because he does have a baby sister that we see in Days of yes. Future Past. We don't but, see her in yeah, this. Yeah, we don't see her. But she's I guess not she's not Wanda. Yeah, I guess not. Because the he says, like, oh, he left my mom before I was yeah. born. And I guess he never came back. So yeah, I guess so his I baby guess Scarlet sister Witch isn't doesn't Scarlet exist Witch. Because yeah. um, I saw that and I was like, oh, they're implying Scarlet Witch. Yeah. She's going to be in like in future movies. No, I guess not. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is made explicit that Magneto's his dad. And he doesn't. He, like, comes close to telling him, and you can tell, like, he really wants to connect with Magneto and, like, get to know him, but uh, he doesn't end up He doesn't do it. It, it, like, makes sense for the character. Like, again, he's, I think Quicksilver is one of the better characters, done characters in the movie. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And I also think that, I think that Magneto kind of, like, you can tell he kind of senses it, you know? Like, he probably... Like, whenever, because whenever Quicksilver gets his leg broken in the final fight scene, you can kind of see Magneto does react to that. So there is something there. I think they probably both know, but they're just both too awkward about it to like yeah. talk about it, you know? Um, oh, I, bet, I bet normal conversations with Magneto are kind of awkward. <laughs> I bet he's not a great conversationalist, just like normal every day. Oh, no, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he's not. Um, okay. Anything you want to say real fast? Um, I don't really have anything else to say. I mean, I probably Would do Would you recommend of... that people go see this movie? Yeah, go ahead and see it. You'll go have see fun. it and just expect it to be silly. It's kind of dumb. And just relax and have fun. It's kind of dumb. Fun it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. The visuals are insane. Yeah, the It has a killer opener. Well. Yeah, the action scenes Ooh, can, are so good. Can we just talk about the opener real, real quick? Real fast. Yeah, like the opening scene, which is in ancient Egypt, and it has like his original four horsemen. It's done so cool and like is just so brutal also. Like, people get splattered against the wall and, like, crazy action scene. And it, yeah, it's all it done, opens like, strong. Yeah, it's a real cool opening. Yeah, so there, there's a lot about this. It's, yeah, like I said, visually stunning. Um, there's a Really lot. fucking fun. The fight scenes, yeah, are yeah. really fun. Some of the characters are really great. There are a lot of 
moments where you will roll your eyes. But if yeah. you go unprepared for that, I really don't see why there's any reason you couldn't enjoy this There's movie. a lot to like. There's a lot to dislike. And it's... even the stuff that sucks is like, it sucks in like a funny, entertaining way for yeah. the most part. Is um... this what you want from me? <laughs> is this who you want me to be? Oh my god. <laughs> is this who you want me to be? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. That is the end of X-Men Month. Yeah, we um, finished it. We will... See you back here next week. Yep, we'll be doing podcasts. All right, bye. Bye.